Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Best Conversations Podcast. I am your host, Killer TV. High Definition Vaughn. Killer be the name. Don't ask how I got it. Live again at TMG Studios. Holding me down. Uh, thanks, everybody, for checking out the last episode. Shout out to my dog, AJ. Uh, shout out to the team, V.I. Rello. Them boys busy. Them boys busy as hell. So hopefully we can get them boys back here soon. Um, but today we we rocking with the home team. When I say home team, I really mean home. You know what I mean? Um, if y'all don't know, uh, I was born in New York City, but I was raised in a little ass town called Wagram, North Carolina. My family moved to the South in 1992. And that's pretty much where I reside. But if you don't know Wagram, you probably know just a little bit bigger city called Laurenburg, which is an interesting place to say the least, but that's home for me. That's home for me. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like um, best conversations, like people probably say, I don't, you know, have enough Laurenburg people on, or I don't do enough for the crib. So, you know what I mean? I, I've reached out to people from Laurenburg. I've done my part. Trust me, I've done my part and try to get um, Laurenburg people on this thing. I've, uh, my boy Money Mitch, come on, boy, get new project out right now. I want to see. I want to see you on the couch here soon, my boy. Uh, everybody that's holding it down for Laurenburg, um, much love, much salute. Uh, everybody that's done things in Laurenburg, shout out to Holly Taylor that, you know, played in the NFL, Quentin D. Berry that's been on his program before. Um, crazy thing though, I've never dated, I've never dated a girl from Laurenburg, crazy enough. For real? Never, never, never dated anybody from Laurenburg. I didn't really start catching my strive in life until I moved to Greensboro. Okay. Whole, whole nother story. But anyway, man. Thank y'all for tuning in, tapping in the Best Conversations podcast. We'll get to my my guest here in a second, my guest here in a second. But you know how we like to kick this thing off with the question of the week. This week's question of the week is a simple one. What keeps you motivated? What it is? Like, what what do you do to keep your motivation every day? It's, it'll be Monday before you know it. What gets your ass out that bed when that alarm clock gets to ringing? And even though you sleepy as hell, what is it? Uh, for me, personally, it would probably um, have to be my children. Um, seeing my seeing my kids um, never have to struggle, never have to. And I'm not gonna sit here and act like I struggled. I grew up struggling or a hard time, or anything like that. But um, there's a lot of things I I wanted as a kid that you know my, my parents probably couldn't afford or whatever. But I still had a pretty good life. But making sure my 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 kids um, never have to struggle and you know can you know do whatever you know they they proceed and want to do that's definitely keeps me motivated you know what I mean and, and my and my wife as well you know what I mean so yeah that's what keeps me motivated. All right, let's get into it. Best conversations podcast. I got a. I said we we doing it for the home team this week. We taking it home uh, from Laurenburg, North Carolina. Um, I've been trying to get my boy on here on this couch for a second. You know what I mean? You might have seen him on the 50th episode, but he's back. Let's do it for my dog, O-Dot, and he brought a friend, his uh, son. 
Shad. What's up, fellas? What's good? Yeah, What's man. good? What's good? How y'all doing, man? How y'all doing? Man, we blessed, man. man. We man. blessed. We blessed. Yeah. Um, properly introduce yourself, man, to the people who might not know, man. Um, my man, my name Old Dot. I'm from a little small town from Longburn. Not really nobody special. Just a guy that's been through a lot. That's it. Yeah, man, I go by Shad. You know, um, I got a clothing brand named Shot of Pearls. Make sure y'all tapping it in on Instagram. Shot of Pearls with an X. All right, that's what we that's what we doing, man. Before before we get there, Odot, man, you is somebody I heard the name before I even ever seen the face. You know what I mean? That's that's how your name kind of rings off in in Laurenburg, man. Um, let's go back a little bit, man. Um what was life like for you early days in the LBG? What part of the LBG are you original? Are you from? Like, um, I'm from like, I kind of I kind of stomped around a little bit all the way, like across the tracks, whether it be Duncan Smith, Trailer Stowe, Beta Street, you know what I'm saying. But I really put it down in Modesto Village, mm. you know what I'm saying. From like not from 19. I think I landed in the village like around by ninety two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around by ninety two. And, and and what young young you know what I mean being young and running around then what was what was what was the scene looking like back then like? Um. Well, I'm I'm originally from Newark, New Jersey. Okay. Okay. By the time by the time I had got the Lombard. And was moving around because I because a lot of people don't know it, but I really started off like heavily into school. Okay. Like I was an A B honor roll student, academically gifted. I think before they labeled it academically gifted, it was um gifted and talented. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um it was it was kind of like by the time I came to Longbird, I was already shaped to what I wanted to be, but I couldn't express it because what my mom wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like I came up in that era where like you had to sneak and listen to NWA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I feel what I'm know. saying? Like you had to know. sneak and lip- listen to that. But Lombard at a young age, it was a mixture. You had guys, you had some people that wanted to be, that was influenced by the New York culture. You got some people that was influenced by the Jersey culture. And you got some people that was influenced by like, you know, the South. Absolutely, that's that's the crazy thing about North Carolina, man. It's like a a gumbo, like like even when, when Andre said the South got something to say, like, I felt them, but in North Carolina, we listen to Wu-Tang, right. and we're going to listen to Outkast, and right. we're going to listen to No Limit. Like, we're going to listen to everything, and, and, and people come down to North Carolina and get a lot of money with us, you know what I mean? Because right, right, it's, right. it's a, you know, it's a great market because it's kind of in the middle, and, you know what I mean, we listen to everything. Um, what what was, like, you know, you do music, what was some of the first music musical inspirations in your life? Eric B. and Rakim. Eric B. and Rakim. Yeah, I used to, I used to dig Eric B and Rakim. Not more so Eric B, cause he he wasn't really talking. Right. But like Rakim, because 
he was saying something and he made you think about like what he was saying. Yeah. And he never cursed. Yeah. So back then that's what I can't never curse. Nah. I ain't nah. never peeped that. Nah, nah. And most of the people in Jersey was God bodies. Mm-hmm. God bodies are Muslim. Yeah. So I understood the language, mm-hmm. what he was saying, but and then like the gold ropes and the gumby haircuts and flat top mm-hmm. and all that. It was, yeah, he was, he was, you know what I'm saying? And likes to love how he was always serious. That was that was intriguing to me. Yeah, I ain't yeah. never I ain't never seen Rakim like joking around everything. Nah. Mm. Super serious. He had that slang, deep concentration, cause I'm no comedian. Mm. That was that was that was my thing. Yeah, right, right, Kim. If you know anything about Lawrenberg, hev- heavenly driven by by sports, uh, mostly high school football. Uh, was you into like the uh, sports, football, any of that? I was be honest with you. My main thing was baseball. Word. When I was young, like I used to go against the Brent Butlers. You I know what I'm saying? Him. Them boys I like that. I think they made it pro too. Yeah, I think so. Like, Maybe. I used to be on a team, and I used to always want to compete yeah. against them. Yeah. And my mom, you know what I'm saying, God bless her So she would always cheer me on and make me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to, that, w- that was my thing because she played softball. Okay. So I wanted to do, like, what she was doing. But, yeah, I was, I was into sports for a little while, man. But <clears throat> by the time I was, like, 9 or 10, that was over. Yeah, baseball was baseball was the first thing for me too. Oh, like yeah, I was like, cause in the nineties, bro, like you know, what I mean, it was mad black baseball players. I mean, and yeah. and, and if you in Longburg, we we catching the Braves. You feel right. me? Like you know, what I mean, we catching the Braves. So baseball was was definitely first for me too. I was heavy in them baseball cards too. I still yeah. got them now. I, st- I got, I, well, my mom sold it. I had like a 1957 Willie Mays card. That joint was like $30,000. My mom sold that joint. Damn. So so when, do you, when, when is the pivot where you felt like the streets take, the streets took over, like, you know what I mean? Where you kind of got into the streets? I would say about 10. Cause like I Jumped said, off the porch early. Man, I I was already off the porch in Jersey. Mm-hmm. But when it came to Lombard, my mom's was working at J.P. Stevens. Mm-hmm. So one day I was in the crib doing my homework, and I heard somebody screaming, "No, no, no!" And I heard a noise. So when I ran out there, you know, I see my mom. My mom had been working at J.P. Stephen for a minute and they had just fired her. You feel what I'm saying? So I went from when Tommy Hilfiger Nautica, now I got to shop at Walmart. Mm. And my mom's was struggling in that. So when I go, I, when I go outside I, and I go to Medeva Village and all that, I see, you know, What's going on out there? Yeah. Right. And they already knew me because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always had a squad with me, my team, my homies or whatever. And we was always, you know what I'm saying, getting into stuff. Mm-hmm. So they already knew me. Mm-hmm. So that's when it was like, yo, I want to make some money. Mm-hmm. So it went from $25 off a hundred pack. You know what I'm saying? I did that a little bit. Um, 
make a little money, give my mom some money, or, or, or my way of helping my mom's now, out. Now, how, now, did your mom know what you was out there doing? Nah. She, she just seen the money and just... <laughs> she, she never, and that's what I was going to tell you. My way of helping my mom out wasn't... was to not ask her for nothing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I would get shoes. I would buy myself shoes. And when she asked me where they come from, I would say somebody let me wear them. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? That was around about like 10, 11. But around about 12, 13 is when I started to get a little smarter. And I had about three or four guys under me. So now the older guys that was looking out for me, we was getting a little aggressive with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would go to jail and stuff would happen. So now this our block. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when I put together my little team, I would get with my cousin. You know what I'm saying? He changed his life now. You know what I'm saying? You know you know, Big T from Law Hill? Nah, not, not, I okay, probably, probably know. When it comes to Scotland County people, yeah. I probably know him by face. Well, like, I'm saying, I'm, he, 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 he was a... Big guy down and I went there. To Carver, and I went to Carver too. He just he just came home. He had like two life sentences in the feds. He wow. beat that. So he got a big trucker coming now. But anyway, he, he won't mind me telling the story. But um I started going back and forth from New York with them at 13. So I would have like 12, probably 12, 1300. So when we get back to Lombard, I'm like 13. I might buy an ounce. Mm-hmm. So back then, you know, you could make like forty five hundred off an ounce. Once I seen my first five grand, like thirteen, it was over. Wow, it was over. It it was because cause the crazy thing about it is I lived in Wagram, and um, you know it, the street the street shit was definitely out there, but not as crazy as in you know what what the, what the hell was going on in, in Laurenburg. Um, so so what what do you what what would you say when would you say did you start getting into the music? Would you out there doing your thing and still fucking with the music? Right, honestly, I never even thought about doing music till I got out of prison in 2011. Really? Never. I I, I it was it was um it was one dude I used to always listen to rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Listen to music. But as far as like me trying to music, bro, I never thought you know who influenced me to rap? Who that? Merck. Wow. Merck. Merck Marciano, my mm-hmm. boy to this day. That was, mm-hmm. when it comes to rap, that's my OG. Because mm-hmm. I never, like, took rap serious. I used to be in prison on the yard. That was the thing. You know what I'm saying? Because I was competitive. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But I would call home and try to battle Brock. You know Brock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to battle all them guys. And I thought I was nice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when it came to me putting and formatting a song together, when I first came home, I started rapping like Willie D. Because I ain't know what to do. But nah, I never really wanted to be no rapper. I always, always, I was... I ain't never want to be. I, I I never even thought about that. As as you're as you, as you're in your darkest moments, um, doing your time. Um, back to kind of the kind of the question of the week. What kept you motivated? You know what I mean. You talking about for the for the for the um, homicides or what? Yeah, I didn't. I went I to prison like three times. 
Okay. For the last... Well, well, when 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 did you say, when, when whatever your last stint was in prison, that you said, like, this is the time, I'm like, fuck it, this, I'm going to get this shit together, and this, I'm going to go full-fledged music, do what I got to do, business, because you're, you're a business owner as well. Um, in your darkest times in there, like, when did it hit you? You know what I mean? I think, like, because... When I when I when I caught the homicides, I had um, you know I went on the run for a little while. Yeah, I remember that. So I remember that. So when I was in Jersey, I was I was you know what I'm saying I was I was getting a lot of money. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying because I went back to my block where I was from. Mm -hmm. Some folks knew my situation. Mm -hmm. they, you know they don't care. So I started getting money, and I had told myself like if I ever get a ch another chance at freedom, what I was going to do. But to be honest with you, I never because I had I had um, two capital murders, four attempted murders, and three attempted kills. I never really thought that I was gonna be free again. I just knew that I was gonna change my life wherever I was at. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because I had been doing this the street shit ever since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just like whenever if I change my life. Well, if I get a chance to see something different, you know what I'm saying? Because they were saying that the police was going to kill me and all that right there. I was just like, I'm going to do something different. Mm -hmm. And when I went to prison, I used to hang around guys that had, like, a lot of time. Like, mm -hmm. thousand years. What, what, what was your, what was, your, what, what, what was the, your tour like? What was your, what, what cities, yeah, what, what cities was you in? In prison? Yeah. I done been all over as far as, like, I did most of my time in maximum security. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Like, what cities, though? Like, everything in North Carolina? Yeah, yeah, everything in North Carolina. I mean, you know, when the, when the feds caught me, I was in Jersey. Okay. So the U.S. Marshals brought me back down, and every, for, for, since then, I was just in North Carolina, mm -hmm. maximum security prison. That, like, yeah, just maximum security. But what keep me motivated... Man, to be honest with you, I think my motivation is my mom's. Okay. Like, and she passed right now, and it's just like, even like from her grade, she motivate me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I know how to do nothing else but be motivated. Mm -hmm. It's just a, I be trying to like, I've been trying to figure that out, bro. But it's just something that always keep me motivated. When you go back to Lawrenburg and you look at the youth, um, do you try to get them? Do you try to get them guys some encouraging words all you, the time. You know what I mean? Cause, all the cause, time. Because y'all know, man, Lawrenburg, Lawrenburg, a crazy motherfucker, man. That's a crazy, that's a crazy place, man. And uh, I mean, that's the crib. But you know, what I mean, it was like one little minute for a second. Yeah, that motherfucker was just so turned up, and I was like the hell going on down there boy you know you know the crazy thing about it though bro i don't even look at it like that really I, no i don't because because this is this is what i feel right he from longbird mm -hmm. you feel what i'm saying right 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 at the same time i feel like i feel like that the difference between a kid that's in the hamptons and that's in Lombard is the information. Yeah. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
when I was in prison, they thought they were sending me to the state pen. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, I was in Penn State. I didn't even know my social security number when I went there. Really? I swear to God, I ain't had no reason to use it. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't know how to fill out an application. I didn't know how to do nothing. I learned all of that. Every class that they had in prison, I took it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Got an associate's degree in prison, all of that. Because I knew, once, once I knew that I wasn't going to get the death penalty, I started preparing to get out. Mm. And not, not just get out. Because, I mean, it's easy. Like, it's nothing. I, like, I could get kilos of cocaine right now. Mm. Like, but what is that? You know right. what I'm saying? What is that when I tell my son, yo, this is what you need to do, and he see me doing this. But, yeah, the difference between the kid in the Hampton and the Longbird man is the information. When I, when like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of the guys that I be around or that I deal with or that I talk to and that I really care about, they just me all over again. Mm. So it's like the people that the, the people that people are scared of, I love them. Like, I don't have that problem. I've never been robbed. I've never been, somebody never pulled a gun out on me. And you know yourself, I'm always in the trenches. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. In the trenches, not riding past or nothing. I'm always there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Lomberg is, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, some, there's some great people there as well, you know what right, I mean? It's, right. it's it's not all, you know, what, you know, they may seem, I mean, do crazy shit, do go on, but, you know what I mean? It's always been all love every time I've, you know, been to Lomberg. I don't get back as much as I need to anymore because my parents don't even live there anymore, so that's a whole nother story. Now, to you, Shad, watching your, watching your, your father incarcerated um what's what's going what's going on what's going on in your mind in, in in your head you know what i mean you mean as he was yeah um really just seeing how i was going to take care of my mom to be honest like me and my brother just saying how i was going to take care of my mom mm -hmm. and that was just with sports mainly yeah just with football where so you play you play for scotland no nah, i ain't play for scotland oh, okay gotcha nah. Yeah. So as we as we pivot and you you come out, you start grind mode. Um right. You start going crazy with it. You know what I mean? Shout out to my boy Cord. Um Can't can't leave out Merc. Yeah, can't leave out Merc. Stuck because it started off with me and Merc. Mm hmm You know what I'm saying? But it was like at the time when bro can't when I came out, bro was trying to school me how to do it like this. Mm -hmm. But once again, I'm a hustler. Mm -hmm. Every day I'm watching Yo Gotti Jeezy. I'm like, these some dope boys. We gonna do it like this. Right, so right. we had our differences and went our separate ways. And Cord is my cousin and I knew he was rapping. Mm -hmm. He wanted to rap. I was trying to mold it so Cord could be the star. Right. And I could be behind the scenes. Yeah. But I knew I had the streets. Right. So that's how you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to make sure Murk get his props because he was definitely, he definitely put in a lot of work. You went to trenches doing videos, dropping these, dropping songs, you know what I mean? Really putting on for the crib. Those first few years, what was your biggest lesson of, you know, jumping into the music business? 
not not um not handling my business. It was just really about it was really about respect. You feel what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I felt like my side of town wasn't getting no respect. Mm -hmm. And when I came home, a lot of the guys was looking like, what we gonna do? And I'm like, this is what we doing. Mm -hmm. What you like to do? I like to rap. What you like to do? I like to rap. Okay, that's what we doing. Grind mode. That's what we doing. Every day, this the mind frame. And that's what we went with. And I just watched everybody that was successful. They was dropping videos. I found the cameraman and we were shooting videos every weekend. Two, sometimes we do two, three in a day. Yeah, y'all was, y'all was, y'all was definitely, y'all was definitely on it. Um, while you was incarcerated, uh, J. Cole pops off uh, from North Carolina, from Fayetteville, right up the road. Um, what you, what you think about what you what you think about J. Cole popping out, kind of being even though P. D. P. D. Pablo was the first, but J. Cole kind of did it more on a kind of broader level. What what did you think the first time you heard about J. Cole? Didn't care what? Uh, I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna say I ain't care, but you know what I'm saying? I was, he he couldn't, I couldn't relate. Couldn't to relate. His, I could, but it wasn't feeding me. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't feeding what like, what I wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Like what mm -hmm. I was used to, what I was, right. well, I understood what he was saying, Right. but and I was proud of somebody from North Carolina right. had popped off. You know what I'm saying? I used to pay attention to all of that, but I was, I was, man, I, I was more so into Yo Gotti, mm -hmm. Jeezy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When Jeezy was like, if it's taking too long to lock up, bring, bring it, it back. back. Like I was, I could relate to that because mm -hmm. that didn't happen. Right, right. You know what right. I'm saying? But one of the biggest person that influenced me on music was Master P. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I'm a no limit stand. Yeah. Like I'm a, like I, I did, I did, I started getting into the music like 97, 98. Cause before that I was just listening to shit on the radio type yeah. shit. But, but as far as like wanting to go cop an album and do shit like that was Master P, Silk the Shocker, Mystical. Like people that watch this podcast know I am a no limit stand. Like, right. like, and, and Master P is one of the greatest hustlers ever. And he from the South. That's so, what it was. so, you know what I mean? I, I rock with P super, super, super hard. You know what I mean? Um, when you was when you was doing the grind mode thing, and what's up with grind mode? Is that still? Yes. Yeah, see, like the grind mode, it's still in effect, but like, um, I had let my cousin run it. My cousin, my little brother JJ, mm -hmm. the one that we talked to, he mm -hmm. incarcerated now, mm -hmm. handed everything over to him. And just be honest with you, man, we're like we was going so hard, and a lot of people hadn't seen it before, and a lot of jealousy. And a lot of, you know, um, street shit started happening. Mm -hmm. So the feds started investigating us as a gang mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I got a whiff of it, so I just moved back from it because I felt like it, it wasn't worth me being away from my kids. That's it. But grandma's still a fake. Everybody knows so with it, but you know what I'm saying? It, it's, that's, that's why you seen it and then just, you know what I'm saying? But still doing the same thing you might you might see a lot of uh, i work with a lot of artists from longbird right now name name saying? a couple name a couple people from a few people from longbird that that i should be having my eye on coming coming, coming right now soon. yeah right now okay um 
843 youngin. Mm-hmm. He hard. Merc, Merc still fire. Um, 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 little young boys called Risk Takers, J Wick, you know what I'm saying? B Way. Um, you know Killer, don't you? Um, Young Fame. Yeah, he, yeah, of course. Of he course. locked up. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He locked up. So, uh, let me see. Um, Tracy son, he 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 just got jammed up. Um, let me see, man. He not from Longburn, but King Shalit. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Um, D nice, he hard. You got um Young Spade. You know German Bethay? I definitely know German. His Bethay. son. Young Spade. Jeremy Bethay, the boxer. Yeah, his son, mm-hmm. Spade, he hard. I got to get Jeremy on the pod, man. Oh, he got, he got, he got, he got mud, baby. He got a couple of them young boys, they really, they really putting it down now. You know what I'm saying? They putting it down. Now, how now how proud are you when, you when you look at the next generation, you see your son right here, and he doing his thing with his clothing line. How, how proud are you, man? Man, Honestly, nothing he does like amazes me because like this is not even being arrogant or nothing. Like I really feel like he a genius, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 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 super duper proud of him. Mm-hmm. If you look at all my shows, my YouTube page, I'm always rocking his clothes. It's just like it's like man. Just what amazes me is how he sits back there in the room and creates this, goes through his whole process. As much as I want to have an influence on it, it, I get it when it get like this. Mm-hmm. And once it hit the streets, it's over. They eat it up. So, Shad, how how does a young man like yourself, have this idea for a clothing line? You know, just um, ever since a kid, I just, he the one that um, put me on, like, knowing how to dress, like, every day, waking up for school. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a, like, real little kid, he made the outfits for me and stuff like that. So I really got it from him. Mm-hmm. And then as as I grew up, just, like, um, watching him make music, mm-hmm. music videos, just looking at everybody else's style, and just um, as of artists, as they seeing their fashion taste and stuff like that, it kind of just made, kind of just made me grow into like being more in fashion with it, basically. What's what's how would you describe your fashion sense? Just, I say, be yourself and just don't care what anyone says about it. And I can really respect that a lot from y'all generation. Is uh. Y'all just do y'all just do y'all. You know what I mean? Y'all just do y'all. When me and O was coming up, everybody kind of looked at like we wearing the Tommy, the Fubu, the every yeah. the Rockaware. Everybody is looking just alike. You know what I mean? Y'all generation do not care. Like you know what I mean? Y'all gonna do y'all gonna do y'all. Y'all chilling. Y'all Yeezy slides. Y'all you know what I mean? Whatever. Y'all y'all really chilling. I can really appreciate that about y'all. Um, Varsity boys. 
the the clothing brand. Talk about that. How, uh, talk about the name and and the designs. Let's see if we can get a close up on this. Alright. Varsity um, Boys, talk talk about that. I say Varsity Boys just um it just came up. It just came to me. Like I was just um thinking about football and it just I guess is, it was just is that uh, uh Scarf is cutting you off that uh, uh Estention, what's his name? Oh X. Nah, but as I like as I made a design, it kinda made me think of like, yo, that look like X, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now, go, no, go ahead. But uh, it, the the piece of the um Colvin Varsity Boys, it was basically just hear no evil, see no evil, basically. Mm. Yeah. So it just it just came to me honestly, like just uh, like a lot of like this design right here, that design, this design, just came in. It just popped up in my head randomly. Like I don't know. It's it, just crazy. And this is more than just. Just putting your name and stuff on the shirt, man. This really takes time, man. This uh, the design, like, like, how, go through your process a little bit of, of like, did you draw? Did you sketch all this out, or how how this how this happens? Yeah, I, um, yeah, I did sketch this out. Uh, it was just, it was just like a late night thought. Like I was just drawing, and then um, it's just. Yeah, I just made the um. I guess my head is just said just put three people on it and make them like say that they um died in a horrible way and they was like on a football team basically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Super tough. How, how can the people get 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 their hands on some of these varsity boys? Oh, um, on my Instagram or on my TikTok. Same thing. Uh, shot appeals. S H A D dot apparels on instagram and um the link is in the bio for the um for the merch mm. I, lo I love the i love the hoodie too <laughs> oh yeah man i just put this there i mean just just what it is like now y'all now, now are you are you got your own sweatshop like you working out of the crib like how does all this work oh um i got some um manufacturers that um like we got a good connection with um my manufacturers, so they just make it for me. Okay, yeah, man. Everybody definitely please please tap in because the it's some high quality and um it's definitely dope. Uh, back to you, O Dot. Uh, Cross the track TV. Speak about that, man. You 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 done jumped in my lane now. You 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 in my you in my lane now with the uh with the media. Um, you know, giving these guys light and um, stuff like that. So let's talk about Cross the Track TV, man. What's going on with that? Uh, to be honest with you, man, it was like, it goes back to what I was telling you about respect. Mm. Like, Question before you go. Mm -hmm. One of my biggest questions. Loyalty or respect? For respect. both of y'all. What would you rather have? Loyalty respect. or respect? Respect? Yeah. What about you? Loyalty. Loyalty? Yeah, loyalty. Why loyalty over respect? Just don't want to get um, backdoored. You know, mm -hmm. just just yeah, just loyalty. Like, just stay with me. No, like, I want to trust you to be with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, trust that you would never do me wrong. And, oh, why respect over loyalty? Um... I don't trust nobody. So 
if you respect me, you know that at any point, like the presence of danger is there. Mm-hmm. So you respecting me mm-hmm. is gonna force your loyalty. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But it's like you know, I think it's like 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 two different perspectives. I don't. <laughs> loyalty to me is like too dependent upon another person's actions. You know what I'm saying? True. Yeah, cause I'm I'm the same way, man. I ain't never I ain't never really ever tripping on people being loyal to me because but respecting me is is I'm never gonna go as far as what T I say. I don't know what you'll do for your respect, but I'm gonna die for mine. I don't know if I'm gonna die for it, but but I'm definitely gonna let people know I ain't, I ain't never been the cat to play with. You know what I mean? And so long as long as the respect is always there, we can always rock. We can be we can you know what I mean? You can move over. You can move how you move over there. I can move how we move over there. We can respect each other, and you know what I mean. We don't even have to talk or whatever. You know what I mean? Long as the respect is there, it's always good with me. So. Definitely respect over loyalty. So back to Crawford Tracks TV. I'm sorry. Cut off on a tantrum. Yeah. Um, like I said, everything, even with that, it's about respect. And the way, like, as far as, like, my life and my mind frame was going, I wasn't going to be able to be in the hood, in the trenches, like I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So... And to do the things that I wanted to do. So I wanted to take where I was from, Mm -hmm. that mind frame, and let the world hear. Mm -hmm. And let the world know where I'm from Mm -hmm. while um, engulfing on my new path. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of people always say, man, you don't do nothing but bring across the track artists on there on my show, but it's it's not that. It's just, you know, I got a special connection with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just, and I just wanted to give certain people, like, you know, just give a certain outlet to different type of people. Now, will this just be musicians or or are we gonna get long form interviews as well? Or it's yeah. just, just all rappers or what? I'm gonna tell you this. I got episodes coming out about domestic violence. I got episodes coming out about credit, how we don't take credit important in the um, black community. Got um, episodes dropping about life insurance. You know what I'm saying? I got episodes dropping out about healthy eating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. got, nah, it's it's... It's like, honestly, that's why I was telling you, like, when I took it back to, like, me being an A.B. Honor Road student, my mom made sure I was a well-versed person. Mm-hmm. But if you say my name, wherever you say it at, they going to tell you, they face expression going to tell you how they feel about me. And a lot, and a lot of times y'all got to remember I'm not the same guy that you used to remember. Like, I'm not the same Vine from... The same Vine you met in 03 is not the same Vine you looking at now. Y'all, people have to remember that. Like, 
Like, if you ever hit me and talk about, you know, stuff we did in the past, that's cool. But just remember, I'm not there no more. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people just get caught up in the, you know what I mean? That's who that's who you once was. That's not who I am today. You know what I mean? So uh, so a lot of people remember that. Like, I'm I'm not the same Vaughn that you knew once, once, one time ago. You know what I mean? 38, I'm seasoned. You know what I mean? For real, for real. I think, I think, man, you know what? Like, I think when it comes to me, I used to wonder about that. I used to be like, okay, I done took my own money. Like, how you see all the football teams in Longburn? Mm-hmm. I been did that. Yeah. I took like 10, like the 10. A- the AAU football thing that's going on right now. Before it was AAU. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I took my own money, didn't charge, like, I didn't like I didn't allow the newspapers and all that to come and be involved because mm-hmm. I felt like they was gonna try to dictate what I was doing. You feel what I'm saying? And I wasn't I, I didn't allow donors, certain donors to come in because I didn't want them to dictate what I was doing. Cause it wasn't about football with me. Mm-hmm. It was about getting to know these kids, and that was some of the best moments of my life, cause I'm going home mm-hmm. and I'm watching kids come to practice with no shoes. Right. I'm coming, seeing kids come to practice and ain't eight. Yeah. All day. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Right. But then when I come back home up this way, I'm seeing my son go to football and everybody is wealthy and all this. So I wanted to let them feel. Right. So it got to the point, like, you know, after every practice, I'm feeding them, even mm-hmm. buying some cleats or whatever. But I used to wonder, like, yo, all they know me for is the murder, the this, the shootings, the this. Why they don't see what I'm doing? Mm. And I stopped caring. Yeah. You because got, I was just you, doing you, it from the heart. And you and you have and you have to stop caring because yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie, I I fell into that trap too of they just they they just remember Kayvon from being uh, you know, whatever I was wild crazy boy back in the day and they just and they just act like they forgot what was going on now but you know like i said belong with the respect there is is definitely all good I, and i wasn't even aware of all the you know things you did to community with the with the football and that, um i never did i see the thing about it i never wanted the attention mm. so it never like I never wanted to be in the papers, not knocking nobody to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that just wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. I just want, like, my whole thing, bro, just to be honest with you, was about, show, like, showing my mom that, you know what I'm saying, like, what she raised was good, and also to show my kids, look, you feel what I'm saying? Like, the person that the streets know, Mm-hmm. They don't know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he ain't never seen me with nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Eight, what, probably, what, you see me getting what, one confrontation? Yeah. That's because dude disrespected him and my lady. But mm-hmm. the violence and all that, they don't see that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? <clears throat> but, yeah, that used to that used to make me wonder, like, yo, why they don't see the good that I'm doing? Then I had to tell myself, look, man, I'm not doing this to get on the pack on the back. This is what I do. And I, I equate that to what I was telling you about, you know what I'm saying? Cause I grew up in a house with domestic violence. Mm-hmm. 
And that's one of the things that helped me when I was in prison. Yeah. I took a year course of therapy. Mm -hmm. And I had about domestic violence. So I realized that the reason why I was so protective when you do something to my partner, one of my homies, that I'm going to lay in your bushes for like an hour or two days until you get home and do something real bad to you. That came from watching my father beat my mom, wishing that I could protect her. Mm. So them feelings that I suppressed when I ran in the room, when I became able to be aggressive, that protectiveness came for my homies in my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So, you, I, I know those stories had to be pretty crazy in, 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 in uh, the domestic violence class that you was taking. Yeah. Um, what was your biggest takeaway from from that class back then? Um, because that's something. Because I, I mean, that, and I'm glad you talked about myself it. or just all together. All together, and I'm and I'm glad you're speaking about it on your platform because you know this this is something that you know we be tearing up our community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, um, what I learned with myself, man, was that. I had a bunch of core beliefs about myself that was shaped and molded by other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my wife, right? My wife is my wife. She's not my property. She, I don't own her. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She's my wife because she chooses to be with me. Mm -hmm. You know, society tell us, you know, I'm the man of the house. You do as I say. Nah. Before I make any move, I run it past my wife. You better. You know what I'm saying? I know I do. But the reason why, the reason why though, because it was times that I, I'm a, I don't gotta ask nobody nothing. Mm -hmm. And then when I come back, she say, "I told you." Mm. So before I even do that, what you think? Yeah, you better. And we work as a team. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I learned a lot with that man. I, I learned a lot, and you know what I'm saying? My lady was there for me for the prison ride too. Oh yeah. Yeah, she was definitely prison ride. Salute, salute. As you, as you go forward, man, you're a young black businessman now. Um, what what is your biggest takeaway now when you get into these rooms and, and you're a businessman and you're setting up deals and because um, I feel like some of that shit we learned in the '90s was bullshit. You know what I mean? All that real nigga shit and all that whatever whatever that was back then. Um, but now when you, when you sit in these, in these, in these rooms and, and you're a businessman, do, 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 I know you take some of that shit from the nineties that, that, you know, the hustle and the mind state, but, but, but now you like, man, I got, I got to, I got to, you know what I mean? They ain't trying to see all that shit. I'm, I'm a businessman. To be honest with you, I walk in the rooms as me. Yeah. Like I'm just me. Yeah. Like, I I don't even know if I could change the way I am. See, because like but, I said... But, but I, I mean, you could be you, but, you know what I mean? But, you know, sometimes, you know, if, if people want to do business with you, you definitely got to present yourself a certain way, of course. See, this the, the thing that, that I say about that is this. I, 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 create, I create and make myself a commodity. Right. It's a reason that I'm in the room. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Work speaks for itself. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I like, you know, don't get me wrong. I ain't moving like, you know, you done seen me. Mm -hmm. When I move, it's at least what, 50, 
Mm-hmm. Us. Yeah, y'all, y'all can't deep to the 50th episode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so I understand, you know, whatever, whatever uh, uh, um, the situation calls. If you invite me to your club, it's going to be a hundred of us. And what I'm doing is I'm letting you know that I'm bringing a crowd with me. Mm-hmm. And we all paying. So mm-hmm. I'm a commodity. Mm-hmm. So I want to be treated a little different. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? At the same time, it's like when it comes to business, I just love to do business. Like this, like, like coming to do this with you, this is major to me. This is major to him. You know what I'm saying? Cause he like he told me, he said, Yo, Pops, I don't know if I wanna like do football like that no more. I just wanna do my brand. With me, with him, my kids. Whatever you do, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go hard. Yeah. We're gonna outwork everybody. Mm-hmm. We've been up since what? Like five, six this morning? Yeah. <laughs> like he got shows, he got radio interviews tomorrow. Like putting myself in these rooms is the same as when I'm going to talk to the plug. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When I used to go to Florida, 15 years old, they know I'm gonna do good business. So now it's the same thing. Shrewd negotiations show you that, you know what I'm saying? I'm a commodity. You feel me? Like, that's how I go in the room. Am I going to the room with a FNN on my waist and all that? Nah, I ain't doing all that. This is my FNN now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. Gotcha. Yeah. Top five, both of y'all, hip-hop. No, hold on. Top five, hip-hop, top five favorite brands, clothing brands. Top five, hip-hop. Top top five MCs. Rakim. Okay. Cool C. Cool C, you got to put me up on game. Who is Cool C? <laughs> he locked up right now. On, on Death Row, he was really? from Philly. Mm-hmm. He came out with that song. Ooh, you got it. The glamour. I definitely know the song. I but he, know he the was song. he was the fly dude mm-hmm. before Jay Z. Okay. He was fly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, say Rakim, Coosey, Coogee Rap. I got I got to play more Coogee Rap, man. I've, 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 I've heard so many good things about Coogee Rap, but I never really got into it honestly, like that. A little before my time. I can't give you a, 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 a top. I got to give you a top five from a certain era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that era that I'm talking about right there, that's that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Juice Crew. You know what I'm saying? Let me see. Uh, Carol's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. I mean, you, and you put Big and Pop together. Yeah, because my five don't change. Biggie, Pop, Nas, Jay-Z, Jadakiss. See, that's a, that's a, that's a, I was, I, that my era. shit don't change. That era that I just laid, I'm feel brand them like, he could. And, 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 and my six-man tip, T.I. Yeah? Yeah, that's my six-man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my five. I respect What's your top five clothing brands? Oh man, um, five gotta be Rick. Uh, four gotta be Off White. 
R.P. Virgil. R.P. Virgil. Um, uh, you heard of uh, Number Nine? Nah, put me up on game. Uh, number Nine is like a. They I don't think they really make designs anymore, but their designs are very unique. Something that I haven't seen before in a minute. Like, like they made um this one thing. It was like a Mickey Mouse type of design, mm-hmm. but it was just. It was some. It was like it was so simple, but yet so different mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah. So then, yeah, it's number nine for sure. And then um, undercover, an old brand as well. And then um, my last two, uh, it's a Miyake. Mm-hmm. It's like a Japanese brand. And number one is mine. <laughs> yeah. You heard it. Okay. Yes, sir. When it's all said and done, a uh, question for both of y'all. Oh, how you want your legacy to be remembered? And the same for you, Shot. Man. Man, you want to know the truth, man? Nah, that's what we here for, my boy. <laughs> man. When it comes, when it comes to my legacy, man. Bro, I don't even care. Like, I just want, like, my, my, I know my mom's told me she was proud of me. Oh, my kids, I know my kid, my kids proud of me. You know what I'm saying? My lady, you know what I'm saying? And just my neighborhood, my side of town, where I'm from, that little section. Other than that, man, I don't, I don't you know, like Jay-Z say, about my life, I just write it in rhymes. If you don't feel me, and if you don't like it, then fine. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. It ain't, you know, <clears throat> because you can't. That's just how I think, bro. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't. It's going to be a legacy, but I don't really know how, you know what I'm saying? The, I don't think about that. Yeah. I just probably. Your story your story's still being written, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Document, document it on the way. Document it on the way? Document it on the way. Shy, yeah. you, you're still such a young man. Um, but, but what would you like your legacy to be when, you know what I mean? I just want people to remember me by he he changed the game by not caring at all what people think about, mm. like the things that he great made. Great trait to have. Don't, not caring, great trait. I don't care if you get mad, upset. Just know that you know where it came from. And, and the name is Shy behind it, behind the design, every single design. All right. All right, shout-outs before we get up out of here. Man, shout-out, you know what I'm saying? Everybody cross the track. Shout-out, um, shout-out the guys that's going to be tuning in, looking at this. Behind that wall, um, shout out my lady, Sonya, um, my kids, um, Kira, Monty Cash, Shy, shout out you for having us. Thank you for, thank you for being here. Thank you just, being here. Shout out to the streets, man. Y'all already know we come. <laughs> shout out. Um, first and foremost, thank God. Absolutely. Um, my dad, you know, making this happen. You for making this happen. My mom, my brother, my homies, you know, for believing in me, telling me to keep going about 
and my brand and stuff. Um, my grandma, my aunt, and yeah, that's about it. Yes, sir. Thank y'all again for coming. Um, oh, you always been super solid. You know what I mean? Always been one hundred and. And I appreciate I appreciate that. No doubt, bro. Absolutely. Best Conversations Podcast. Yes, sir. We did it for the 910 Laurenberg. See, Laurenberg, I can't act like I don't be having nobody up here. And any <laughs> and anybody else from Laurenberg that wanna come up here, man, it's it's quite easy. All you gotta do is just hit me. You know what I mean? You can definitely find me on that uh that Facebook, that Instagram, that YouTube. Make sure you, you like, comment, and you know, subscribe and do all all those things you need to do. Um, thanks to TMG Studios for definitely holding me down. Uh, shout out to Rello, shout out to VI, and uh, we was talking about people behind the wall. Shout out to my little brother Wallace, man. I never, I never shot him out on the pod. He's been behind the wall for, for a while now. So, um, coach your head, and hopefully one day you'll be out. Uh, in this thing, the same way every time, man. Keep God first, and I promise everything else will work itself out. Best conversation podcast. Let's get it. And that was that was amazing.